0: I'm Mike Sklens, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 48, A Doggy Dog World. Uh, We've got a couple segments for you this week. First off, we've got a brand new segment for you called That Nintendo Year, featuring myself, Neil Ronahan, and Zach Miller. Our second segment features Scott Thompson, Neil Ronahan, and J.P. Corbin talking about the myriad of Nintendo news that came out this week. Enjoy the episode.
1: Hi and welcome to the year 2006. This is that Nintendo year. Um, I'm with Mike Schlenz, who was, I believe, active in 2006 for them. Yeah, this was this
0: was right around the time I had uh I just graduated. Well, I was just graduating college when E3 rolled around, and then uh then I like kind of just went to podcast only and then after like a little bit after that i dropped off entirely
1: (laughs) now i'm back hooray and we also have zach miller who i believe was still about a year and a half from joining the site
2: about that yeah 2007 Mm -hmm. somewhere in there
1: yeah were you involved with the the game informer like the the community there at this point
2: yes very heavily
1: yeah um i think uh, i was gonna
2: start where carl found me
1: In 2006, I wasn't really doing a whole hell of a lot related to uh, the game journalism. I was just uh, a punk kid about to graduate high school.
0: Oh, fuck you. I mean, oh, I <laughs> hate you.
2: Skeeting? Yeah. And, uh, doing kickflips behind I, the high school?
1: I was <laughs> skitching. Skitching? <laughs> Were you even alive when people skitched? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I did see Back to the Future. So I was aware it was a practice. Um. <laughs> I remember it wasn't there was a game called Skitchen. I remember that There was a skitching that's game. the wrong year though we're yeah, here to yeah, talk it's about two thousand six Skitching. but anyway we're we're here to talk about the games that Nintendo released in the year two thousand six um the impetus for this, as I was just explaining to Mike and Zach, is basically we are in a year where uh you know it's the end of Nintendo's previous home console and we have a new one coming out likely in November um and I figured it'd be interesting to go back through the annals of history and look at other launch years for systems. In this case, 2006 was the year that the Wii came out at the, in, at the end of November, much like the Wii U will probably come out. So we're going to go month by month um, and you know, spend more time on games that we actually care about and discuss the games that Nintendo released uh, in the retail space on DS, GameCube, Game Boy Advance, and Wii. Uh, so let's start off with January. Uh, the only game that came out from Nintendo in January was True Swing Golf for the DS. <laughs> I remember that. Which I do it, it later came out on DSiWare, or at least in some broken up form, I believe. Um, I never played this game. I heard it's an okay golf game. I, I think it's by t and Soft, who did a lot of Virtual Boy games.
0: To find a there's... lot of virtual boy games. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, let, let's put it this way: what are there like 18 virtual boy games? I think T and E Soft might have done a third to half of them. <laughs> wow! Um, well, I don't so think I'm... there's
2: ever been a really good golf game on the DS.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, on the on the 3DS, there's there's some cool eShop games, but on the DS, not so much. Um, unless you count the Mario golf games, if you have a Game Boy Advance, hmm. uh, the Game Boy Advance. So January. January. <laughs> so February was a lot more interesting. We had a title from the Game Boy Advance, the game, a title on the Game Boy Advance, the GameCube, and the DS. The Game Boy Advance had probably one of the my early favorites. Um, and looking back at this, looking back at this year, one of my favorites, Drill Dozer, which was
0: made by the Pokemon guys. Yeah, this is a game that I've I never had. Played that. Uh, uh, I played I it was- at E3, and I really liked it, but I didn't pick it up.
1: Yeah, I, I only got it, um, I think I was actually talking to Carl about it, I believe he reviewed it for the site, um, and uh, yeah, I ended up picking it up used like two years ago, and it's a really neat little game. I hope at some point it hits the 3DS Virtual Console.
2: That'd be cool. Uh,
0: Neil, they don't release Game Boy Advance games on
1: the know, 3DS Virtual Console. I know, console. Well, I, quote,
0: unquote.
2: Neil, they don't release uh, Game Boy games on the eShop Virtual Console. <laughs> Neil, they don't release
0: games on anything. <laughs> That's why we're having this discussion, so I don't know where you yeah. got the idea that they released this game called Drilldozer. <laughs> but uh yeah, sounds so, like uh, nonsense to me.
3: So
1: Drilldozer was a uh, you know, and I mean maybe not a marquee title, but definitely a very interesting uh interesting one. I feel like if Drilldozer were to come out today, it would be an eShop title. So mm, yes. yeah. I mean I guess that I guess in that sense it does explain why earlier this year, you know, for the first four months we had two 3DS games, because we did get a crap ton of Nintendo published uh, eShop titles in January and February we got Dylan's Rolling
0: Westerns, Kura Samurai, uh Ketzels Corridors was in April. January is a good time to release a lot of like quality downloadable content games, I think because everyone yeah. gets their systems on Christmas and you know, by by the time like middle of January rolls around, like everyone's like, what else can I do with this thing? And there's no big budget titles coming out then, so you can pop in a really like high quality uh e release and net a lot of sales. It's what Sony does all the time. They do that Spring yep. Fever thing. Yeah, It's a little later, but same idea.
1: Um, And then uh, another game that came out is another kind of niche title and that's Chibi-Robo, which I think was kind of a surprise that it even came over to North America. It's yeah, by, it is. by the guys over at Skip. I've never actually played this game, though we I've thought this, about it.
0: This is like one of the two or three GameCube games that my girlfriend Amanda owns. <laughs>
1: is, she, is she a big fan?
0: Yeah, she really likes it. She thinks it's adorable and it's really fun.
1: Yeah, I actually I got the DS game, which was a, oddly a Walmart exclusive in North America. Yeah, um, Take and control. I, I enjoy I enjoyed the DS game, but it, it just kind of wore thin for me quickly. And everything that I've heard is that the GameCube game is much better. But yeah, that's Chibi Robo. That was uh, you know the the first GameCube release in of the year, and the next game on DS is Super Princess Peach, which came out on February twenty seventh two thousand
2: six. I've always wanted to play that. Just it's pretty
1: good, it. in
0: all honesty.
1: Um, I don't know, Mike. Have you ever played this game?
0: No, I, I thought it looked interesting, but there's a lot of games that just like slip right past me, especially yeah. like mid-range titles like this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the game when it first came out. I kind of ignored it, but I ended up borrowing it from a friend of mine. Um, on actually, this is the same time as a later 2006 release, Yoshi's Island DS. And while I did not like that game, I really enjoyed Super Princess Peach. It's not. It's definitely not a top-tier game at all, but it's for 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 what it is. It's very fun.
2: Hmm. Well, if, so, if I ever if I ever see it somewhere, I'm going to pick it up.
1: Although I feel like uh, we do need to point out, despite the eShop, which there were some games, at this point, if we're comparing this year exactly to 2012, uh, we still would not have had a 3DS <laughs> retail release,
0: just, just <laughs> so we're all clear.
1: Yeah, uh, they've already G- got
0: two, or a GBA one out. It's yeah, soon to be two.
1: Two DS games, a Game Boy Advance game, and a GameCube game. Uh, I believe if we're comparing this, then there would have been two Wii releases at this point. Um, but So right now, 2006 is winning. And I, think, uh, I, I don't think it's really that much of a surprise to say that 2006 will likely win.
0: Um, cause- <laughs> it's a pretty better yeah. year for DS. Yeah. It's not quite as big as 2005, which I think is the best year for DS yeah. games, but it's pretty close behind.
1: Yeah. Um, there are definitely some big, big hitters on DS. It was not the Nintendogs year, but it was it was the follow up year to that, which kind of reaped the benefits. But the next one is a Game Boy Advance title that I didn't realize Nintendo published, and that's Tales of Fantasia. It came out on March sixth. Oh. Um, you know, Namco Bandai series, the, the Tale series, a Super Nintendo game that was ported to Game Boy Advance.
2: Right.
1: I've I've never played this game, but I I really I did not know that Nintendo published it. Me
2: neither.
3: And there's a
0: couple of those on this list that it seems like, wow, I didn't know Nintendo published yeah. that.
1: Um, they published some of the later Final Fantasy games on Game Boy Advance, one of which we'll get to later, and one which I think might have been the last Game Boy Advance release, or one of them, the last notable one at least, which was Final Fantasy VI Advance, which I think came out sometime in 2007. Uh, the next game on the list, it's actually a, it's a twofer on March 20th, 2006, about... about Roughly six years before Kid Icarus Uprising came out, marking the first 3DS retail game uh, in 2012, we had Metroid Prime Hunters and Tetris DS hit DS, which is a, which is a hell of a lineup. Uh, well, one of I don't those know. Is a good game. One of
4: those games
0: is amazing, and the other is not good. And the one that is not good is the Metroid one, surprisingly.
2: Yeah. Because I mean, it is not Tetris, a Metroid uh, game. Yeah, because it is not. <laughs> it's, it is, a is a,
0: it's a bad version of Quake Arena with, uh, yeah. with the Metroid skin on it. And you can turn into a morph ball. <laughs> but yeah, Tetris DS is a game that I still play. Like today. Like it's it's in my it's in my little card case of, you know, like the, the 3DS card case. The only two DS games I have in there are Picross 3D and
1: Hell Tetris yeah. DS.
2: Nice.
0: Tetris DS game or Tetris so DS good.
2: was was a game that I missed. Me too. I, I wish I had it.
0: It nope. is so good and it's very hard to find now cuz it was yeah. a weird publishing well, like THQ developed it and Nintendo published it yeah. and Nintendo had licensed like every character under the sun to THQ for this game so it's yeah. like you're playing tetris but you're also going through like a really old school nintendo like like road trip at the same time so uh it's and it's got a lot of really unique modes it's got the uh the one mode i think it's called push mode where uh it's a head to head battle except instead of like normal tetris where you're sending each other garbage um every time you clear more than one line uh there's a middle line basically and one player is playing from the top and the other is playing from the bottom Oh that's really cool. Uh, you always view it from the top on your screen. But so every time you clear more than one line you push the whole stack down one in his direction, and every oh, time cool. you clear more than two lines, you push it down two. So, and your opponent's doing the same thing. So, the idea is to play really, really quick and just slam your, like, push your opponent over the line <laughs> and make them lose. Cause they've got like a goal line at the end where if their stack piles up too high, if it's their, their kill line, then they, then they die. So, not only are um, they trying to stack blocks falling from the top, you're also pushing them closer to the top at the same time. And, but it's more head to head because you're working against the same stack really um, incredibly cool, and I played it a lot at PAX uh, the year later, because everyone brought their copy of Tetris DS (laughs) to PAX every year, forever.
1: Um, And Metro Prime Hunters was actually a game that I just completely passed on on, based on the first Hunt demo that came with the DS, (laughs) because I enjoyed playing that, but I was just like, I don't want to play this fully. Uh, That was was back when uh, I really could not, I I did not want to get adjusted to a first-person shooter on the DS, because it was always awkward for me as a lefty.
3: I had yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I got this game too. I ended up I was not going to buy it, and then I was at the store buying Tetris, and I was like, "Fuck, I'll just buy it." Because like three or four of my friends were getting it, and I was like, "Well, I can play it with them. Maybe it'll just yeah. be fun." It's not fun. No, I don't do it. <laughs> they all end up. They stopped playing it. I stopped playing it like immediately.
2: Yeah, despite it not being fun, I for some reason beat the whole thing. You and didn't would. it
0: support? It supported online also, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah and I was I was I, kind of interested in that, like, ooh, online on my Tet- DS. Tetris it was, DS was also online, right? Yes. Yeah. That was another awesome feature of and it. Then, uh, yeah, because
1: I guess uh, this was the second big wave of Wi-Fi games
0: after Mario Kart. And uh, Yeah, I would hop on call. Tetris DS and just own people in that, on the, in that push <laughs> mode.
1: Uh, so the next game is uh, one of the final GameCube games from Nintendo, and that's Odama, which is the weird Saito game that I actually, it was on Amazon for, I think, like eight bucks. So I got it last year and, and tried playing it. It's a game where you plug in a microphone to the memory card slot and then you shout orders to roll a ball. And it's kind of like some kind of weird real-time strategy pinball game.
3: Yeah, when this
0: game yeah. first came out, I'm pretty... I, when this game first came out, I seem to remember playing it with the bongos. It, you,
1: it, it originally, I,
0: in its original incarnation.
1: Yeah, it used the bongos and the microphone. Or I think it used the microphone and the bongos, maybe.
0: Yeah, there was a microphone um, in the bongos, yeah. so the, you would play with the bongos and then shout orders also, but when they ended up coming out, they stripped the bongos out of it, I guess probably because yeah. they had no one owned the bongos, um, and they just used Dude, the I microphone, because they, the they could pack the microphone in for not that much money, because they yeah. only cost like $2 or whatever to manufacture, uh, so yeah, it, it was not as good, I played it, I think... Well, I played it with the bongos, and I was like, this is pretty fun at E3, yeah. or like whatever year it was. And then it came out, and I was like, I'm probably not going to get this now that it doesn't support the bongos. And the reviewer, I forget which of us had reviewed it, but they had also played it with the bongos. And they were like, yeah, this kind of sucks without the bongos. <laughs> like, yeah. why did they not just leave the support in there for people that had it and then just make it playable with the microphone for everyone else? Yeah, I
1: kind of blame. agree. that's the thing is I'm pretty sure the support for the bongos was taken out because I remember having that same sensation when I played yeah. it the other year.
0: Something's just missing because it wasn't built for just your voice. Yeah, um,
1: and that was uh, it. Came out on April 10th, and the next week on April 17th, the or the the other April release was Brain Age, which if you think about that within a within a month span, is. you had Metroid Prime Hunters, Tetris DS, and fucking Brain Age. Um and That's crazy. This was I a, still I,
2: have Brain Age.
1: I I didn't get the first one. I got the second one, which came out in two thousand seven. Um, but I was I was always interested by Brain Age, and this was kind of the start. The I don't know if it was a start, but it was in that direction of the the Touch Generation games, which are are filled throughout anything that came out in two thousand six to two
0: thousand seven. Yeah, this game was all right. I think I reviewed it. No, I didn't. Really? I must have gotten it for something else. <laughs> Maybe I reviewed Brain Age 2. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all right. I ended up, like, whichever one I got, I ended up playing it and then giving it to my mom because um, she had played Professor Layton on my DS. And then uh, I would bought her a DS for Mother's Day or something because she really wanted to play the other <laughs> Professor Layton games. And I ended up giving her that and, like, a couple other games along with it just that I wasn't playing anymore that I knew she'd like. Hmm. My mom is a uh, puzzle game fanatic.
2: <laughs> right on.
0: She could beat um, she could beat me and all of my friends in Tetris Attack when we were kids. She would just wipe the floor with us. I always thought that was funny.
1: <laughs> uh, so the next big re- well, I guess there, there's one release that's worth noting that came out in Japan only uh, on April 20th in 2006, and that's Mother 3 for the Game Boy Advance. Which that, along with another release, the August 3rd <coughs> release of Rhythm Tengoku, were you know, two of the final Nintendo-published games for Game Boy Advance in Japan. And both because they were released so late in Japan, uh, were never brought over to North America. And that's pretty much, as far as I know, the official reason why we never saw Mother 3 or Rhythm Tengoku localized. Was because by the time they came out, it wouldn't have been an option to localize them. I mean, the DS was out for two years. So, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, the next game that came out, which was right around E3, I believe right after, uh, which kind of made E3 a little weird because it was that kind of thing where, you know, this giant ass game was coming out right around <laughs> E3. And that's New <laughs> Super Mario Brothers for the DS, which is, is kind of humorous because we're seeing the sequel to that game come out on 3DS just a few days ago in North America and almost a month ago yeah, in, in, uh, in Japan. But uh, so, Mike, you were at this E3.
0: Yes. How was it? Um this E3 was a it was a it was a good E3 um I mostly remember it for playing Wii for the first time. Uh and I remember because Nintendo had moved there press conference had like it was at the Biltmore the first year I went in 02 and then for like the next couple of years after that it was usually at um the Nokia th- not the Nokia theater it was at um the uh <clears throat> listen to the Kodak theater where they do the Oscars but it yeah. was above um except for this year when the Wii came out Um, All the years in between, it was at the. There's a big, like, ballroom, like a giant ballroom above the Kodak Theater on the roof of it. So that's where they held their conference every year until this year. They brought out the big guns. They were like, fuck it, we're going in the Kodak Theater where the Oscars are, and we're going to do our press conference there. Uh, And it was cool because I remember, like, oh, I was sitting so close, and I bet someone famous sat in my seat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, it was like a really big deal. And they brought out the Wii, and like, the first thing I think they showed was Red Steel. Um, well, I guess no. The first thing they must have shown was Wii Sports, yeah. right? it was Wii,
1: Wii Sports was the first game, strongly. first
0: announced game. Yeah, but I remember they like they made a big deal of Red Steel, and they had like this is the E3 where they had like all the guys on the stage like waving the nunchucks around, like <laughs> making them look really cool and, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was it was a big deal. And then like the lines to get in and play were massive. Thank God, um, we still knew some people. We well, probably guess we still do, but we we uh, knew a lot of people at Nintendo back then. Yeah. so they would just like. They just put us on the list and let us cut the line for the whole thing. Um, so props to them. Um, I think, I think Jeff Callis was still working for them at the time. Now he works for Penny Arcade. So thanks Jeff for letting me cut that like four hour line to play the Wii. Um, Cause it probably made my like year that year to do that. Uh, and it was because it was so cool. You were playing all these games for the first time and you were like, Oh, this one's so cool. And, oh, this one's so cool. This, I can't believe they thought of this idea and like it, and you have to play Twilight Princess on it, and I played Twilight Princess the year before, and I, I want to say it was even at the year before that also. Oh, no, maybe I, think, I'm wrong. I think it was, it was definitely in two thousand
1: four. It was okay. playable in 05. Playable
0: in 05, Yeah, so I played it in 05 on the GameCube, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty fun." But then they let us play a new section of it. Um, it was the section where you're in the mine.
3: Yeah, because uh, that uses them. a lot
0: of yeah that used a lot of like the cool nunchuck and like uh, you know Wii Remote. Things that they'd strapped onto it, and I remember that was really fun. And it was also the same year, it, same thing happened with Mario. Uh, well, no, I guess with Mario Galaxy it was the first year we got to play it, and we got yeah. to play it again in 2007. Yeah, uh, it's always cool when a game shows up at two e3s like that because you get to play it like twice and see how much it's really grown. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was a it was a really good year for e3, and I remember just walking away being really impressed and being like, I'm buying one of these motherfuckers at launch, like yeah. at midnight, because it's gonna. I like at that was the point where I was convinced. They are going to sell a zillion of these things.
2: You were right,
0: and I was right. <laughs> I was right to wait in line at that Target and get mine <laughs> yeah, at midnight because otherwise I, it would have I been months. Did the exact
1: same thing. I waited outside in a Target at, at midnight to get mine. Um, Thank God in Florida I mean, it was
0: really easy. Like it was like I think the low that night was like fifty degrees or something. I, I remember being bundled
1: up like blankets and shit. It was it was rough, but it was it was I was, totally bundled, I was
0: bundled up too. We're not used to fifty degrees down here.
1: <laughs> um. But it is interesting to hear you so positive about it, because it really is, I mean, it's
0: almost oh, I know. Completely Hopes contradictory so contradictory
1: to the Wii U this year, where, I mean, I still remain excited, and there are people that still aren't pretty damn excited for this thing, uh, I mean, I guess more than Nintendo enthusiasts, not necessarily the mainstream I will be,
0: world. I will be markedly more or less excited on September 13th, I just yes. don't know which direction yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, just so people are aware, we found out today that on September 13th, there will be a press conference a press event in New York City, all about the Wii U. So we're going to get launch details then. Mm. Um, so that is exciting. But, um, I mean, that's the thing, is that you have all this effusive praise, and, you know, maybe it's a little bit of rose-colored glasses looking back on it, but even still, I'm, I'm pretty sure back in 2006 people came away from E3 being like,
0: the Wii is fucking rad. Whereas we with were, the like, Wii the graphics, U... Yeah, the graphics kind of suck, but, like, this yeah. is, like, a game-changer. Like, it really yeah. was a game-changer. And,
1: and it proved to be so. Whereas with the Wii U, there's so much lukewarm attention towards it. Whereas, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say I'm, a, I'm special in, in my excitement for it.
0: Yeah. Um, but, well, I think, you know, a lot of the enthusiasm carries over. Most people were pretty excited for the GameCube, even if it's even if it's last year or so. Yeah. People still liked the GameCube. Like, it still had a lot of positive brand image, you know, and it just had a lot of good sentiment with the fans because there were so many good games on it. Um, and then, like, so we were all like, yeah, we'll buy whatever's next because the GameCube was awesome. Uh, yeah. And that's not the case this time. Like, yeah. for the past, like, at least two, I would say even three years like most people have been like, Yeah, we like great, right? yeah. that was fun for like the first two and a half years. Yep. Not anymore. So like it's there's no carryover enthusiasm at all. And they obviously there's nothing they can really do about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could have released more games for the yeah, Wii that people wanted it, to play, but hindsight is twenty twenty.
1: Um <laughs> but I mean but but with the Wii U, like I just remember being at E three and talking to people from other Nintendo sites and we all just kinda had this this like sense of dread almost after that press conference. It was it was so deflating. And it's definitely my spirits have picked up and I I can tell that a lot of other people's spirits have picked up as well, but Definitely 2012 E3 is in no way comparable to 2006 E3.
2: Yeah.
1: But moving uh, on moving on to our next month, which is June, which is now the time of year that E3 comes out, we had another pair of releases on the same day in, in on the DS, which is something that I feel like Nintendo never does now. But they released Magnetica, which is uh, kind of like Zuma. It actually it predates Zuma. And then uh Big Brain Academy, which was a DS spin-off of the Brain Age series.
3: Right.
0: That was the one I reviewed. Alright. And I also reviewed Magnetica. You must have been a busy man. I gave Magnetica a five and a half. <laughs> what did I say? Let's see. So difficult that I find it hard to recommend not only to people that Nintendo is marketing it to with their Touch Generations line, but also to anybody else. I'm wow. sure there must be a very few hardcore puzzle gamers out there who will relish in the extreme difficulty of this game. Everybody else will become frustrated to the point where they will almost certainly want to toss their DS against the wall. Uh, yeah. that, was my, that was my my uh, summary. And that oh, is also... That
1: is also how you got a DS Lite, which also came out at some point this year.
0: Actually, I bought a uh, DS Lite. My um, my girlfriend at the time was in Japan. Um, like the weekend it came out, and I was like, "If I give you money, will you buy me a DS Lite <laughs> from Japan?" Uh, because they have this really cool navy blue color that they're never going to release over here ever in a million years. Uh, and 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 she got it, and it has a and st- it had a stuck pixel. Oh. And it still has a stuck pixel even after running all that uh, like all those flasher things on it that are supposed to unstick pixels. Yeah, you know, didn't work. work oh well now i have a 3ds
1: <laughs> do you remember big brain academy at all
0: yes i gave this an eight. Oh wow pretty <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> pretty positive i was yeah uh let's i'll read my last uh paragraph <laughs> on this one big brad big brain academy is much more of a game than its predecessor big uh brain age um Playing it feels more fun, more like fun and less like an exercise. There is a genuine drive to achieve higher scores, if only to find out that you might be as smart as Albert Einstein. The variety of minigames and random nature in which they are presented helps keep the games fresh, and even if you get tired of taking the test, the multiplayer versus mode is a bunch of fun, provided you have people to play with. Overall, it's a great game for anybody who's a fan of puzzle games or logic problems.
2: Nice. Cool.
0: I remember. I think this had the the multiplayer mode where it was competitive math solving. <laughs> and apparently, I thought that was a lot of fun.
1: Another, <laughs> um, uh, once again, Nintendo going overboard with this Touch Generations line. Sudoku Gridmaster came out at the end of June. Uh, that was actually developed by Hudson and it was published by Hudson in Japan, but Nintendo helped bring it to America. It is, if you could
0: not tell, a Sudoku game. Yeah, yeah, that was a big month for what? All three of those games were Touch Generations. Yeah,
1: and that was all in June. So that was. That was a,
0: th- I remember that was a big year at E3. They were pimping that Touch Generations yeah. line like really hard. Like we're gonna get your grandma to play video games.
1: <laughs> and yeah, then uh, that's when it
0: really started, I guess. Yeah,
1: and then in July, that was the only month of uh, looking at this. Yes, the only month of the entire year that did not have a Nintendo published release, as opposed to this year where. Actually, no, I think they, they have been covered almost every month.
0: Well, eShop it makes it easy yeah. for them to cover all of your months yeah. now. Uh, I think
1: June and July did not have a Nintendo published release. Um, but, uh, yeah, because every other month did, except for January and and July. Uh, so that's wow, really big, you know, wow. I thought it would be. <laughs> um, Star Fox Command came out on August 28th, though, uh, in a slot that Nintendo usually occupies. With a, with a decently sized game. And in this case, this year, a gigantic sized game with, uh, with New Super Mario Bros. 2. Last year, it was actually another Star Fox game that kind of occupied this familiar end of, end of August, early September space.
0: Yeah, it's a good place to put a, a mid-level, a mid-tier kind of game. Unless this was it's actually... Metroid Other M.
1: Metroid Other M came go. out this
0: time of year? Yeah. Yep. Be, I see Metroid Other M. To, to us, Metroid is like a top franchise. But well, it, no, no, is, no, I'm just, it's I'm just saying that it's it fucking bombed. Oh, yeah, but it, but it was still a mid-tier, like yeah. a high mid-tier game, which is exactly what they usually put out this time of year, but Star Fox Command is uh, is not that game.
1: Yeah, it's not. I honestly, I I was excited to play this game. I played it. I did not enjoy it too much. I, I didn't like the strategy as much. I just kind of, you know what I want in my Star Fox game? I want some, some animals talking, and I want to shoot shit and do barrel rolls. Me me me. Honestly, all I want in a Star Fox game, and you know, call me simple-minded in that regard, but that's why I don't hate Assault. Because what did Assault give me? Some animals talking, and I shot shit. and did barrel rolls. <laughs> yeah. You're becoming more and more like your father.
3: <laughs>
1: so
0: uh, hey, Fox, the, get this guy off of me.
1: All right, we, we should totally do a dramatic radio interpretation of Star Fox sixty-four. Who's in favor? Yes. Yeah. All right, we're done with this podcast. <laughs> Got to make room for the new podcast of uh, no Radio
0: Dramas. We're doing that. <laughs> doing a dry spell at some point, we're doing that. <laughs>
1: so, I don't know, next week. We'll um, have to
2: do Other ram at some point.
1: Oh, God. I don't think uh, we
2: can ham it up as much as uh, they do in the show, the, the game. True. <laughs>
1: But Star Fox Command, I mean, can't can't fault them for trying. Uh, I hope that we will get another Star Fox game soon that will be more in line with Star Fox 64 than Command. Mm. In September, uh, right before we found out about the Wii's launch details, we got another game on DS, which was Mario Hoops 3 on 3, which was developed by Square Enix. I remember this. That. That's right. I,
0: I never played this game. I kind of I played it wanted at E3 to. and thought it was lame. Yeah, it seemed <laughs> like it was really awkward control wise yeah i guess what square enix probably should not make sports games yeah they, they do it, them every now and then
2: wasn't it wasn't it's big thing there was like a coin rush mode or something everyone was talking yeah. about coin rush i don't oh, remember Another game i remember the basketball itself was not the biggest deal about that game i i i do not remember much i don't i
1: don't know much about this game as i i did no. not play it nor was i, I uh, nor was i following the industry as closely as i do now
2: course sure
1: uh so then right around this time there was a there was a press conference in new york in mid-september sound familiar (laughs) um uh, and then we found out that Wii launch details uh uh coming out on november 19th for 250 dollars packed in with wii sports etc etc and then shortly after that there was another day with two nintendo releases on september 25th and Kaitos Origins came out on GameCube, that's right? Effectively being the last, uh, I guess, the game last C- GameCube game, the last GameCube exclusive yeah. Nintendo published game because GameCube or, exclusive, yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. Twilight Princess would come out in December. Um, but that's uh, from from Monolith, the guys who would go on after this to work on Disaster Day of Crisis <laughs> and then Xenoblade. Nice, um, and that then the,
2: quite a resume, yeah.
1: Uh I never played the Python Kaito series. I always heard good things, and I heard Origins kind of improved a little bit on uh that the first one, which I think was a little bloated
0: in some respects. Mm. Didn't play it. Don't yeah, this is I'm it. I was by this point in time I was firmly like not a fan of JRPGs anymore.
2: <laughs> yep, me I'm the same way. Um, I went through a phase just, just like everyone time. else.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm slowly trying to get out of that phase. I I have the last story unopened. Um and I'm working my way through Xenoblade. More. Make it, let it be your
0: last story, Neil. It might be. And then I'll just be
1: like, guys, I'm done the game. I'm dying. Peace out. Uh, the, the DS game that came out on the same day as *Bite and Kaitos Origins* was *Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2: March of the Minis*, which is the sequel to *Mario vs. Donkey Kong*, which is in but itself no. the sequel to *Donkey Kong 94*. <laughs> yeah, but which in itself is a sequel to *Donkey Kong*, the original *Donkey Kong*. But
0: this game is nothing like those three other games. Yeah, um, it's weird. This is this was like the. The first Mario vs. Donkey Kong had like interstitial levels where you like did this thing where you guided the minis through it. Yep. But uh this game was all that. Yep. And none of the uh I don't know, I didn't play it because I picked up Don I got Mario vs. Donkey Kong, like I either got it as a review or on a whim and I was like this will probably be only all right cuz it's another one of these silly mario licensed games that, yeah. not licensed but it's another one of these Mar- like mario filler games yep, the games right. that we the reason we did a segment about mario fatigue the other week yeah. um but i so i got it and just it blew me away and i was like oh my god this is like pure platforming action at it's like absolute most refined core and then like just last year i played donkey kong 94 and i was like no wait this is that <laughs> mario versus donkey kong is a pale imitation of this yeah uh, but it's, but, it's still very good, though. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, March I, I didn't play this
1: one Minis does kind of change it a lot because it's, it's a lot more Lemmings-esque. And yeah. uh, I did not play yeah. this one, but I did play Minis March Again, the DSiWare follow-up, and I enjoyed the crap out of that game. I mean, it's not on the same level as DK94 or Mario vs. Donkey Kong, but it's still a very fun,
0: you know, kind of puzzle, puzzle platformer-esque game in its own right. So Minis March Again does have that? That more of that Donkey Kong ninety four platforming action? There, no, um Minis oh.
1: March again is basically March of the Minis, but with new levels. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Which,
2: whichever the hell the one is on uh Ambassador.
1: That, that's, no, that's the a, game that's that's original. One. That's, that's the, the original. That's
2: the I like that one. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's like DK ninety four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I was so happy when I found out it was gonna be included in the Ambassador games because I, I love that GBA game. Yeah, I still yeah. need to play
1: more of it. I just happened to uh um I don't know, it was just during a time where there were a lot of games going on, and I started playing it and never went back to it. I I will eventually, maybe on my big-ass 3DS XL.
2: Hell yeah. Uh,
1: So in October, on October 9th, we had, pretty much from here on out, there is a game, a new game every week from October 9th to the end of November. And on October 9th, Clubhouse Games came out for DS, which I never never played much of. I actually... I recall I was in Nintendo's office in New York. This would have been like 2010, and they had a DS with Clubhouse games on it for some reason. <laughs> While I was waiting, I wound up playing some Clubhouse games, and it's a just pretty, waiting in the lobby. Yeah, it's it's a pretty fun game. Uh, I heard it, you know, it just had really good renditions of a lot of, you know, kind of token games, and there were some online components. A lot of them were broken down for DSiWare uh, later on.
2: Yep, I remember that.
1: Um, But yeah, so that's Clubhouse Gangs. Then on October 16th, and this barely counts as a new game, uh, on the DS, Nintendogs Dalmatian came out, which was just another Nintendogs with some new dogs.
3: Next. Yep.
1: And then uh, there was a DS game that came out on October 23rd called Magical Star Sign, which uh, I believe was developed by Brownie Brown. Uh, Did anyone play that?
0: Did not. That's another JRPG, right? That was a JRPG, I think.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. But I feel like we just won't talk anymore about this game because
0: none of us will probably all get it wrong. It could be a I, I think I, I think I remember people really freaking out about it because I guess everyone is in love with Brownie Brown.
1: Yeah. Well, uh it, it's a sequel to a Japan exclusive Game Boy Advance title called Magical Vacation. Um and Ooh. it's a you know, it's a Nintendo published series. <laughs> um and it uh yeah, it it's a game by Brownie Brown.
2: A game that exists.
1: Yes. On October thirtieth, another game that exists came out, and that's Pokemon Ranger for the DS. I mean, it's really it's it's ridiculous looking at this list because from let's we'll extend it to you know the last week of August to the first week of November, there are eight DS releases. Um, pretty much almost one every fucking week. That's insane. Uh, then we had Children of Mana come out on DS. Another another Square Enix, but Nintendo-published joint. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I, I'd, I'd never really gotten into the Mana games. Call me crazy, but uh, Secret of Mana just seemed like a bunch of people saying Mana, 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 Mana to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I also went into that with the false hopes of being able to play three-player right from the start. So yeah. that's probably what colors my, my kind of disinterest in that game a little bit perhaps it's always one of those games that I've told myself that I should go back to and play, but I've just never gotten around to it. A few days after that, it was another, it was a pretty kick-ass day for, another double for handhelds. And that's final fantasy five advance, which I, I think it was the first singular release of final fantasy five in North America. Uh, it yeah. came out as part of a PlayStation collection. Uh, I don't know if it was anthology or cry. Chron- I think it was anthology because Chronicles had Chrono trigger in it. Um, and I think there was one with 5 and 6 and one with 4 in Chrono Trigger or something like that. But regardless, that's PlayStation stuff. Uh, Final Fantasy V Advance <laughs> came out on the Game Boy Advance, published by Nintendo, developed by Square Enix. And on that same day, Elite Beat Agents came out on DS, which...
0: DS Game of the Year. Yeah,
1: probably. For 2006. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good games on DS that year, but I think Elite Beat Agents takes the cake by far.
0: It's this in Tetris DS for me. Yeah, I on need the
2: DS. to buy that game. Elite Beat Agents. Yeah. Oh, have you ever played it? No. Oh wow. Am I might. Did you I... play
0: Did you play Rhythm yet, Zach?
2: No. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, Elite Beat Agents is is a pretty excellent game. Yes. I did but not no, get isn't it. Like
2: what... Carl's favorite game of all time, or something. No, I
0: think his favorite game of all time is Killer 7. Yeah. But Elite no, Beat okay, Agents yeah, right. is up there.
1: Elite um, Beat Agents is actually a game that, I mean, maybe I'm the problem, and that I did not get it when it first came out, but I wound up paying $5 for it at some point and what? really, really enjoyed it.
0: Well, I, I think I had already imported a Wendin at this point because I was playing it at E3 like yeah. every day that year. Yeah, because I think. Uh, <laughs> every night before I went to I think the Wendon
1: first hit Japan in '05. I could be off, it could have been early '06,
0: but. um. I think it yeah. was early 06.
1: It's also, I mean, it's it's in a very marquee spot. It's it's a November release. Um, yeah, they were clearly the putting a lot of yeah. a lot
0: of force behind
1: it. Uh, the game that came out the week after that, which I guess would be their their big fall DS game, although this isn't the same thing as this year, where really their big fall DS game came out in May in New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, but Yoshi's Island DS came out on November 13th, which is a game that I think is really shitty.
0: Carl did give Elite Beat agents a ten, by the way. Okay,
1: oh, I, I I do not argue with the man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't play Yoshi's Island DS because um, I would heard it was shitty.
3: Yeah, oh. yeah. I, uh, but always, I guess
0: they figured they could mount, you know, bank on Yoshi for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a game that I always wanted to play, but like you, I I heard kind of lukewarm things, and I finally borrowed it from a friend. Uh, the same the same time that I borrowed Super Princess Peach. And I was kind of amazed that one game I did not like that much, and that was Yoshi's Island DS, and I really liked Super Princess Peach. Hmm. All right, and to close out the year, uh, we have the, the trio of Nintendo Wii launch games, and that's The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which would uh, it later come out on GameCube in mid-December, Wii Sports, and Excite Truck. Um, Excite Truck! Or I as Johnny Betts lovingly calls yeah. it, Fuck Truck. I, I, <laughs> honestly, I think Excite Truck, in my mind... Will go down as as a fantastic launch game and probably one of my favorite Wii games from the first year or so. Oh. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it gets a lot of shit because it's not it is it's a truck and not a bike. Honestly, if it was a bike and it was the exact same game Yeah, I mean I think the only thing that's that's better than Excite Truck is Excite Bots,
2: which Excite Bots rules. There
1: there, there is a multiplayer mode called Poker Race, where you need to collect yep. cards to make a poker hand. Like
2: Yep. There, there is. There
1: are things That's where you insane. Need to, I never you need played to, it. You need to run oh, your so your, car, your truck that looks like a grasshopper and kick a football through uprights. Uh, there are times <laughs> where you need to go along a path and collect ingredients to a sandwich to then collect yep. a super sandwich. Um, I, I think that Excite Bots is probably um, that. Like I, I know it was definitely in my personal top ten for, for when, when we did that for the site and Excite yeah, But we're more talking about, about Excite
2: Truck, guys. Yeah. But, but why? We could be talking about Excite Bots. We'll get to Let, that. In let's another put year. it this way:
1: if it, for, if it weren't for Excite Bots, Excite
0: Truck probably would have been in my top ten on the way. Um, uh, Excite Truck is really, really good. It's you know, it's got that whole that that morph like the ground deformation mechanic that yeah. no other game has really ever done that. It's it, it makes it very much in a way like a cousin to Burnout. Yeah, uh-huh. cuz it does it plays a lot with cuz you have to do the same thing where you have to do risky maneuvers and stuff to gain like that boost up and you by end doing by doing stunts and things like that and it you know it rewards that by giving you more boost so you can then create form the terrain and create bigger ramps to jump off of and do bigger stunts. It's like it gets that it kind of scratches that SSX itch a bit too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah,
1: I definitely get That's that.
0: That's probably actually. why I like it so much. I love SSX. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so yeah, that is a the Nintendo year of 2006, um, I think that when when we look back at 2006 compa- compared to this year, I, I think that it's pretty... The DS soundly thumps the 3DS. Oh, uh, At least from a Nintendo perspective. Because Let's put know, it
0: this way. There are more good... Um there are more good Nintendo-released DS games in this year than there probably will be Nintendo-released DS games entirely this year, including the bad ones.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, because, I I mean, just going back over 2012 quickly, on the 3DS, we had Kid Icarus Uprising, Spirit Camera, Mario Tennis Open, we had New Super Mario Bros. 2, and then we'll have a a slew of games throughout October and November, uh, Crosswords Plus, Art Academy, Freaky Forms, Paper Mario, um, Professor Layton 5,
0: Well, this year's not as bad as I thought it was. I'm just still bitter that Luigi's Mansion got delayed again.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just the kind of thing where you look at how we have these months where it's like, guess what? Two games are coming out this day, and two weeks ago, yeah, we had another game released. Whereas here, it's pretty much you get one game a month. Yeah, Um, yeah, until
0: like November when you probably get like two.
1: Yeah, in October, I think there's there's four or five 3DS releases in November. There's only about two, but that's more to get out of the way of the Wii
3: U.
0: Though looking back on this year as a whole, you can definitely tell Nintendo was ready to launch the Wii. I mean, there's basically no GameCube games, and most of these DS games are, from a development end, are pretty low commitment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and the,
0: the, the, like most, of, there's a lot of Touch Generations games this year, like yeah. a ton of them, and they're all like. Not that big of a deal, and some of them were not even developed. You know, some of these other games that are big, like Children of Mana and Final Fantasy. Guess what? Those were only published by Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't anyway. put any man hours into those games either. So, looking at when a lot look, of these yeah.
1: 2006 releases, the only internal games, just kind of glancing at it, as I guess Metroid Prime Hunters was NST, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I think the Brain Age games would have been internal. Yeah, but those are
0: you know low commitment. Like and they could have had interns working on those. Yeah, basically. Mar-
1: Mario vs. Donkey Kong Two is another NST game. Clubhouse games. I feel like that might have been a Hudson or someone. But I mean you don't really have a lot of big internal development on DS outside of New Super Mario Brothers. It's pretty much a lot of external. Yeah, and Elite guys, Beat whether... Agents
0: had already been probably developed in like yeah. two thousand five, really. That was
1: by Ennis, anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a that's a you know, a big thing to look at this year is a lot of their stuff was was more like second party releases actually. Um yeah. And and not a lot of first party stuff because everyone was knee deep in Wii development and we see that again this year except they are not taking this strategy or at least not as big of a strategy of picking up these other developers' games and releasing Very them. True. In, in fact, they're doing the exact opposite by not releasing games and having other developers release them here instead. Yep. Yeah it seems so weird that they're taking an exact opposite strategy which it's a uh, is it Last Story is the one that's being published by not Nintendo
1: Yeah the the one that came out last week uh yeah. published
0: by published by Xseed Yeah but developed by Nintendo or yeah, at least well, the Nintendo it, a Nintendo owned developer Yeah and
2: it was it and was, and was Mist- Tower it, just isn't getting a localization yeah. right Yeah and they've well, got you know
1: The Last Story is by Mistwalker which is uh I mean they they made what was it, Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon over on a, on 360, right. but uh, the last story was a Nintendo-funded project.
0: Yeah, so they're doing the exact opposite. They've got more games. They've got no games coming out, and this year they probably released too many games because they didn't. Most of them weren't being developed by their own team. Yeah. Why didn't they do that strategy this year? I don't know. Maybe it's because they don't have as much money in the bank, uh, and they can't afford to do that and buy up all these little games to release them.
1: Well, I think they have enough it money. Seems, in the bank it, it seems unlikely, of, though. They
0: do have tons in the bank.
1: Yeah, it's more that they don't want to spend the money that they do have in the bank. Right, right.
3: I mean, yeah. this is the kind of
1: thing where you just—I uh, have noticed this lately with Nintendo—is that they do a lot more kind of uh, focusing on one game that's coming out, and that is like the game that they are focusing on this month. And you look at the this that that during August, they literally it is the month of Mario according to Nintendo PR. Yeah, um, so yeah, and this yeah, entire in 2000's- month is focused on one game.
0: Yeah, in 2006, they were you know they were doing instead instead they were very much spreading it over brands like Touch Generations. Like we've got like half a dozen games to release in this brand, and they were very you know focused on the brand instead of just the the one franchise. And you still had it
1: split up more, but it seemed like in 2006 there was a lot more of. We're releasing a variety of games for a variety of people. Whereas this year, yeah. it's kind of like we're releasing these games. If you're a true Nintendo fan, then you better <laughs> get every one because that's like we're only going to give you one every couple weeks. Yeah, one it's a month, right? yeah. Yeah, except for October and November, which they do. They, they are going to release a lot more. It's just, I mean, that that is a discussion for another time. Our our thoughts on the fall uh, 3DS lineup. If if you want to hear more of that, Scott and I did a connectabytes last week.
2: So listen to that. God of princess.
1: Coming out on October nine. Woo. Um. But yeah. So that is that Nintendo year. We'll likely do the do another one of these sometime soon, on probably two thousand one. Uh, let us know what you think. You can write to us at connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com, or uh, you can leave a comment on this episode. You can also hit me up on Twitter at n r o n one zero and Ron ten. Uh, if you have any feedback on the episode, I would love to hear it, or at least on, on this specific segment, I would love to hear it, because this is something that I put together, and I want to try to make it the best it can be. Um, yeah, we we might go to other years after we're done the launch years, so we'll see how this all goes. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.
4: Everyone, and welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today we have Neil Ronaghan. Hi. And JP Corbin.
5: Hey, everybody.
4: And we're just going to talk about a little bit of everything. We're going to talk uh, about no, stuff. Yeah, just whatever Nintendo stuff comes to mind. It's been a big week for Nintendo, both good and bad. And we're just going to address a few things. We've got a letter or two that we wanted to talk about. Uh, but before we talk about any about of that, I wanted to share a little story with you guys. Um, I tweeted this the other night, but it was kind of late, and I think. Maybe most people didn't see it, but I, I still crack up just thinking about it. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, on Facebook, Tabby was showing me her uh, her sister's wall and a recent status update, and uh, her sister was kind of like complaining about life and said that it was a um, said that life was oh god a, I did see this. a doggy dog world as in like Snoop Doggy Dog. So not not dog eat world, but doggy dog world, and I, it continuously just makes me laugh because it loses all meaning. Like what is, what does doggy dog, dog <laughs> world mean are, to her? Are there two dogs?
5: <laughs> yeah. Are we just all is a bunch it, of dogs yeah. just doing
4: dog stuff?
5: Yeah. You know, we're, be analyzed
4: we're, we're, endlessly. <laughs> yeah. So I just said still it just makes me laugh so much a doggy <laughs> dog, dog world, and it, I can't help it. But anyway, let's talk Nintendo, shall we? Nintendo. All right. So um,
1: back on back on Sunday. We had a yes. big North American thing where the 3DS Excel was available and New Super Mario Brothers 2 was available for download. Oddly enough, at at midnight Eastern time, nine nine yes. p.m. Pacific Saturday, which was kind of cool. I didn't that think was it would awesome. actually be out
4: then. I figured it would be out midnight Pacific time. Right. Yeah. a Very very pleasant surprise.
5: Yeah, I was um, I was shocked by that. I was like, really? I saw the email. I'm like, wow. That was now, that was know, great. You...
4: Neil, you already have the physical copy because you reviewed Oh no, it actually,
1: I had the download copy. We got a download oh, code nice. for the review.
4: Oh shit, I didn't know. that, That's awesome. Yeah, cool. And then JP, would you did you download? I
5: it? downloaded it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Same here. Actually, I went out to a like twenty four. They're called Meyer out here in the Midwest. I don't know if you guys have Meyer where you are. My sister, basically...
5: yeah, my sister goes to Notre Dame. I've been there before. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so yeah,
4: you know how you know how it goes then. It's, it's basically a nice huge place. giant, huge giant like twenty four hour grocery store slash like department store. Is I guess. that the
1: Fred Meyer that Zach took me to when I was in Alaska?
4: Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I bought Kingdom Hearts three D there. It's there like you a go. Nicer Walmart. So I I, uh,
4: I rolled up there at, like. Twelve thirty at night, and they had the three DS XLs all loaded up in the uh, in the cases. So I bought a red one and brought it home, and system transferred and downloaded Mario all in about like an hour. Not um, a bad
1: deal. The system transfer like kind of freaked me out because I don't know. I had a, kind of a bad experience with the DSI to three DS one because I did it at TyP's house during E three, <laughs> and like it was basically you know six dudes on one internet connection trying yeah. to get their stuff to work. So and I had like. I don't know, 60 DSi games or something like that. Yeah. So it took a while for it to transfer. So I was expecting that same thing, but it really was kind of painless. It probably took about 20 minutes, but yeah. because it doesn't actually transfer everything that's on the SD card, basically it just makes the it makes everything on the SD card then work on the 3DS XL, which is a exactly. really nice touch because then the only stuff that really needs to get transferred over is um, like the, the street pass content and activity log, et cetera, et cetera.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually a very smooth process. Uh, you know, I had the same experience. I just opened them both up and let it roll, and yeah, same thing, about 20 minutes, 25 minutes maybe, and then I was good to go. Started downloading Mario, which was amazingly uh, only about 10 minutes long.
1: Yeah, I actually downloaded it because uh, I got the code more or less 15, 20 minutes after I landed uh, on on the ground in Philadelphia on my way back from Alaska, So uh, we stopped somewhere to eat. I looked it up on Yelp on my phone, saw it had Wi-Fi, went there, downloaded Mario while I was waiting for my food, and it took like 15, 20 minutes over public Wi-Fi for it to download. Oh, not bad. And again,
4: it's also not... um, not, Oh, yeah, go ahead.
5: I just... I downloaded it. Well, because I was... For whatever reason, I was going to bed relatively early, so I was going to bed soon after it came out. You go to bed? Apparently. Sometimes (laughs) I do. On very rare occasions, but anyway, I was going to bed, and and so what I I just used the download later function, so which I love. I basically download everything on the eShop that way. So I bought Mario, used download later, closed the 3DS, put it in the cradle, and I had it in the morning. So that's just a great way to do it. I like it. It's kind of nice. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it was uh, just a, a very smooth process, all in all. I mean, which to me was a, a little surprising, you know. Especially at least downloading it that night. I thought a lot of yeah. people would be doing it. I'd heard there was trouble like in Japan and Europe with like maybe like a more than expected uh, like server hitage and stuff. And but it was just like perfect. I was I was very impressed. I mean, if Nintendo keeps doing this. Um, you know, day and date releasing digitally as well as um physically. I I think it's a a very good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, cuz I'm in I mean, I'm in a spot whether I was at NWR or not where, you know, Mario game comes out, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'm not getting rid of it. Right. Um so like, you know, for the the big 3DS fall game, Paper Mario, like I will likely download that because it's not like I'm going to get rid of Paper Mario. I mean, the only thing that I right. feel like I lose from downloading it is you know not getting the, the hard copy, which I mean I'm I'm a little bit of a collector at heart.
5: And also right. uh
1: not being able to lend it to anyone. That's kind yeah, of the bummer that's, because I think I, the
5: main thing. Yeah, yeah I finished I
1: finished up new Super Mario Bros. two, you know, for the review and I, I got all the star coins, ironically, on Saturday. Um so it was pretty much like right before the game came out in North America, I was basically done with it. Um mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I should lend it to my friend and then I was just like, oh, I can't.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about the three 3D, three DS XL a little bit. JT, I know you you don't gorgeous. have one yet. I don't.
1: I it is. I don't. It's so beautiful.
4: Yeah, it, it really like we were talking before we started recording. But th- this summer, I haven't really played a lot of three DS. I don't know if it's just like lack of games that like interest me or what. But it just really hasn't been my system of choice. But now having the XL, it's like all I want to do is play the three DS. It, it's just so comfortable. And it's just a, a really great revision, like, across the board.
1: Yeah, it is It is really, it's just, It's beautiful. Like, I love the, the form factor of it now. The screens are gigantic, although uh, I was showing it to Lauren, and almost immediately, like, on the home screen, she's like, well, that doesn't look like it was made for that. Because you can tell, thing, like, some things are a little pixely. Like, when it just has that, that little folder icon on the top screen. Yeah. You're like, eh, that that could look better, you know, that's totally blown up, but... I've never really been a person that's been bothered by that kind of, I guess, like, graphical distortion. Like, for example, um, I, I think people were saying that, like, Pokemon Black and White looked like absolute shit on the 3DS when it first came out. To me, mm-hmm. it didn't give a crap. Yeah, that's right. the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the
5: only DS game I think I've spent any real time with on the 3DS, and I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, it, it's... Blown up, it doesn't look quite as good, but it's not really a problem. So yeah, right. I mean, I was the
1: person on the Game Boy Advance when I put an old Game Boy game in there. I would just, you know, hit the L trigger to have it widen out to the full widescreen. Oh, really? Yeah.
5: I wouldn't go that far.
1: It just, it just didn't really bother me that much. Like, and you know, sometimes I mean, maybe depending on the game, I would, I would tweak it. But for the most part. That that kind of visual thing, it's something that I can easily overlook as long as it doesn't look too egregious, which I haven't really run into that problem with any of the stretching on the the 3ds.
4: Right now, I haven't I haven't messed with any DS games on the XL, but I hear like a lot of people say that you should play them in the original uh, resolution. Although it, it it is kind of ugly on the 3ds XL, with, with, but I haven't seen it.
1: Well, with the the bigger screens on the 3ds XL, then you have a bigger one to one space that you can look at for the resolution. So while I found the original DS games in one to one to be super super tiny on the 3DS mm-hmm. on the XL it's it's a more reasonable size and that's the same yeah. thing with like the Game Boy games um it's 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 way better now to bring them up in the uh the, the Game Boy emulator overlay because it does it's a lot bigger it feels more true to life
4: Yeah Yeah it, it's really really great I would really recommend anyone consider uh picking one up and, in fact, if you need a little extra money, I just sold my 3DS uh, along with the Circle Pad Pro on eBay for $108. Nice.
3: So that's wow.
4: pretty good, I thought. Yeah, no games or anything. I've got the box and the manuals, and obviously I'm going to send the cradle and the SD card. And, yeah, I just threw the CirclePad Pro in there, and I started it at 80 bucks, and it finished today at 108 Yeah.
1: So, um or you could do what I did and uh, not be a greedy bastard. And uh, no, um, I ended up selling it to my uh, to to Lauren's boss's son, or I guess Lauren's boss, who then gave it to her five or six year old son. Um, and that that was pretty nice because then it's kind of you know passing gaming on. And yeah. as far as I know, the kid's fucking stoked to have it.
4: Well, we're not all sort of rolling in that one-up freelance money yeah. that you are, Neil. <laughs> to, to be and fair, then, um...
1: I, I sold it to him and included a copy of Tetris Axes that I got um, uh, during the Best Buy sale because it was $10. And I, <laughs> I heard that he wanted Tetris, and I was just like, they ain't finding it for $10. So I just got no. that, and I sold it to them for 70 bucks. So it wasn't really that much of a difference. I it bought Tetris It was just the Tetris kind of thing Axies. where I totally could have gotten more for it. and I was just like, yeah, I'll just give it to this kid.
4: Yeah, well, that's not bad, but I'm I'm just letting people know that if they're interested, I think you can make up about half the price just by selling your old 3DS, if you, you know, do it right. I know,
5: I I would, if it weren't for the Wii U, I'm saving money for the Wii U, and I really, there's so much there I want, so I probably won't get one now, but other than that, if that weren't here, I probably would have one by now.
4: Yeah, well, the what worked for me is I got hella school loan money this semester, because <laughs> I, just, I just had a baby, so I was able to claim her, so I got this, like, killer-ass Pell Grant, so, like, I got a ton of money, enough where I can get this, and, like, definitely reserve Wii U when that finally gets have... uh, announced and stuff, so... Hey, hey, Tegan, thanks. Yeah, you're killing it, thank okay. you. <laughs> keep keep on
1: rolling in the green, baby.
4: And, uh, I guess, it, real quick, to speak of, uh, again, of the quality of the 3DS XL before we move on, um... I picked mine up, you know, that night at midnight, and then the next morning, uh, my girlfriend was playing with it and like really enjoyed it. And I bought her a 3DS uh, for Christmas that she didn't really like, and I ended up selling it to Nate on staff, which worked for, out. <laughs> yeah, for actually pretty cheap, I, I gave him a, a pretty good deal. But um, yeah, but she liked it so much that we went out that day and she bought one <laughs> for herself as well. And now, and then <laughs> now we now we play Mario together, which isn't actually that great of an experience, but that's a conversation for another time, maybe. Unless we want to talk about Mario, but I think we've done that a lot lately.
1: Well, we can talk a little bit about Mario. I mean, I I wrote the review. I don't really have too much more to say other than I thought it was a ton of fun. I put 15 hours into it. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, and JP,
4: I know you're really
5: high on it. I too. am like probably too high on it. Um, yeah, I would say yes. I am. I'm <laughs> like as I said to Neil, I am a sucker for when Nintendo just goes back to Super Mario Brothers three, which they have now done
1: two years in a row.
5: Yes, and they're both fantastic. Although last year's is much better than this year's. Um, this game, like Super Mario Brothers two, is kind of a direct sequel to Mario three in a lot of ways. Really, I mean, it just takes a lot of the same power ups, it's similar kind of short. Sweet level design kind of thing. I don't know. I I really love it. I I think it's 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 a really great game. Um, uh, though I've been I've been high on the game since E three. I was like one of the only people to come out of E three with high okay, expectations okay. for this you game. You said that
1: like eight times, and every time you do, there's someone who went to E three that's like you well,
5: did. I know. I okay. People. Aaron. Aaron it. also
1: said that too.
5: <laughs> people. Okay. Not. But I I remember talking to people at the time who were like very disappointed with that game. Maybe Johnny talks a
1: lot. Like,
5: yeah, that's probably part of it. <laughs> him
1: that, and actually. Guillaume are on RFN. If they talk about it and they're not too high on it, well, actually, I think Guillaume liked it. I don't remember. That was like three know. months ago.
5: Yeah. Um,
4: yeah. I'll say. I'll anyway, say it's a I like players.
5: it. I've always liked it. It's really good. If you're on the fence, maybe you should think about it.
4: Yeah, as a single player experience, it is actually rather good. I, I think the level design shines really well, even within the first like world, which usually is just like super basic and n- non-inventive. But even in the first world, you you have some interesting things going on in the later levels. Um, and so it's really just dis- well designed that way. Um, just, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed because I feel like a lot of it was just like slapped together. This will be coming up in like a staff feature that should be posted the next few days, but I feel like someone at Nintendo just like spun a like a slot machine and then pulled the lever and like it just stopped on like a group of levels and this coins. weird new coin new coin mechanic and then like a kind of half assed multiplayer mode and then like it was like okay let's just slam it all together.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you, but the one thing that I mean, I kept on being impressed by the level design and it's really it creative. It really and is. You can, and you can I mean that's the kind of thing is like the level design shows itself to be even stronger as you get to looking for some of the hard-to-find star coins and looking at the secret exits, because there's just... Secret exits, yeah. There's so many nooks and crannies in in these levels. And also, the other thing is that because of the coin thing, when you reach a dead end, there's usually some absurd coin reward, which, Mm -hmm. in most games, I'd be like, oh, oh, shit, okay, maybe I'll get an extra life. But here, I'm like, okay, I can get more to the total. And I know for a fact that the million coin reward is pretty much bullshit. Is Um, it? I I I'm not gonna say what it is, but from what I've heard is that like if you are striving to get the million coin reward because you want to be rewarded, get ready to be disappointed. If you want to do <laughs> it just because you know you're enjoying the game, then yeah, go for it. It's totally a nice milestone to keep you going. But huh. when I would find those big coin coin depots in the game, it would be it would be great because it'd be like, Okay, I'm gonna get closer to a million coins, which I may or may not ever hit. Right. I don't know yeah, I okay. I... Go
5: ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, um, I was going to say if I'm going to get a million coins which as high on the game as I am right now I may end up doing I'm going to do it just to do it because I know what I'm going to get is going to suck and it's not going to be anything yeah. but I'm going to do it just to say I got a million coins you know yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's what it would be for me and, right. and I mean with the coin rush and everything like
1: if you get to the right level you know getting something like 5,000 coins a run in three levels is piss easy um and it just kind of, you need to dedicate yourself to kind of going through that, finding a, uh, you know, a set of three levels where you get a big cash out, and you just do that a lot.
5: I just wish there, I mean, like, not to beat a dead horse, but I just wish there were an online component of that, because I Definitely. would love, I would love to battle you for high scores in Coin Rush. Yeah, I would play yeah. mm-hmm. it a lot
1: more. Like, mm-hmm. right now, like, honestly, I'm I'm done for this game, done with this game for a while. Um yeah. You know, I, I put a lot of time into it, like, I don't regret, I don't regret it at all, Um. You know, it's, it's a great game, but it's just that, like, I'm not going to get to a million coins, and there's nothing really bringing me back. I hope the DLC, whenever that comes out, that, that kind of does its job, and it's like, you know, the new levels look really fun, and I want to go back
5: to it. Yeah. I mean, like sure. you said, the level design is really good. I mean, I, you know, I I think, you know, this is a different team, but I think the level design has improved with each new Super Mario game. Um, So, I was like, I'm... I wasn't too high on you coming out of E3, but I'm interested to see what it happens. I mean, um, like yeah, I know I'm, I'm these games are these you. kinds are these kinds they're they're rehashes to an extent, but they're really well made rehashes.
1: The one thing that always bothers me with this, and you bring it up, I mean, you bring up Super Mario Brothers three, kind of like you know this being a follow up to that in a sense, that um, that doesn't really ring as true to me because uh, I was watching a friend of mine kind of run through Super Mario Brothers three the other week. Uh, actually, as I was playing this. And, you know, the first couple worlds in that, in that game are pretty much, you know, it's, you know, grass world, there's a water level, there's, you know, uh, the, the desert area, but then you get to the really weird shit, like the, like the giant world, the sky world and everything, yeah. and that's the one thing that I feel like the new Super Mario Bros. series kind of falls short for me, is in that world variety and, and that's when when people bring up that complaint, I'm like, okay, I kind of get the fatigue. I get that, yeah. Because I mean, I, like in, I would love to see another. All three another giant new world. Super Mario Brothers games, they all have more or less the same world themes, and that's yeah. kind of disappointing because you went from like Super Mario World just has like oh the theme of this one a bridge, chocolate, <laughs> like there's just like weird crazy shit and everything in these games the world seems so safe. Like I did really enjoy I mean, like the. uh like the uh, the spider webs in the one the one like poison area. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was in that might have been in DS. I don't know. But like that was the DS cool. one had
5: those games. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the DS one had that one.
1: So that okay yeah there isn't even an exception to it. <laughs> I, don't
5: know. I just. Yeah, it's like they play it safe in terms of the themes. I never thought the themes were all that important, except in cases like the Giant World where yeah. it's a huge part of the level. But why can't we just have another Giant World? Yeah, that shit was awesome. It was very cool. Yes, that was as a kid. That was always my favorite world. In yeah, Super Mario it 3. blew my
4: mind when I got to that. Exactly. And and just a, a word before we move on about the multiplayer mode. If anyone out there is thinking of buying it specifically for that, I would really like tell you to maybe not do that.
5: See, I'm pissed that it doesn't have the multiplayer from the first DS game. Oh yeah, which, which was is the, actually that good. was that may be the best two-person multiplayer I've ever played. If you just I mean, have that's... two people If you just have two people, there are games like if you have like four people that are better, but if it's just one-on-one, that's one of the best one-on-one multiplayer games I've I ever mean, played. I mean, that's
1: really where it seems like New Super Mario Bros. We even came from. Was that multiplayer in New right. Super Mario
4: Bros. DS? And look at that, back on the DS they could have a level where two characters could run around separate yeah. from each other. Uh, I guess that yeah. technology didn't transfer to the three DS. Yeah. I will just say that it's it's a shame because like like we're talking about the levels really encourage exploration. Um and so you know you see something where you know there's just gotta be something over there and you wanna go, you know, go check it out. But because you're like handicapped and you have to share a screen with the the other player, like If you do that, most of the time you're just leaving the other player to die. So then they come back in the bubble, and they're tiny, they've lost their power-up, and, like, it just becomes kind of a a headache where you're just constantly apologizing for, like, hurting or killing the other player because you see something, and a lot of times in the later levels, you don't have time to just, like, plan to go to it. It's like, maybe you're, like, in a jet stream underwater, and, like, you see this pipe that you have to, like, like, get right on, or, you know, you have to hit a block that'll stop you so you can go a different way, and, like, it just it really kind of (laughs) sucks. It really does. It just, even if the screen zoomed out a little bit, but I really think both players should just be able to kind of like go off on their own and explore the levels.
5: And I I mean, I think one thing about this game is that this is a game where it's really easy to judge the game for what it's not because it doesn't do the online stuff and it doesn't do the multiplayer very well. And it's not that adventurous. So it's it's easy to kind of put it down for that. But if you really just look at what's there, it's really well-made, really good level design, uh, it's it's Mario. It's yeah the same kind of thing, but it's still Mario and it's still really good.
4: Right, you're absolutely right. It kind of reminds me of um a, a few well, probably about a month ago now when we talked about the Dark Knight Rises. Like as a movie, I wasn't like blown away by it, and it, it didn't really do anything for me the way that the Dark Knight did. But it was still a good movie, and it lent itself to a lot of conversation, which I think this game does. It's not perfect, but it's still good. I mean, it's it's not a bad game. It just it falls in a few places but it's certainly not bad and as a single-player game I mean it, it really it's really good it, it really is and I Definitely. love playing it on my new 3ds XL so
5: you heard that everyone new Super Mario Brothers 2 is as good as the Dark Knight Rises
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and your opinion of that movie <laughs> I mean I, 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 just okay
1: <laughs> I, I made the comment uh, in my review that this is a game that I think deserves to be mentioned in the same breath not not quite as good but you know, definitely close to you know the greats in the in the side-scrolling Mario line, Super Mario Brothers three and Super Mario World. They don't hit those highs, but you know it's it's a great game.
5: It's yeah, it's in the same discussion. It's not on the level. I mean, I know I'm famous for not liking World, but I appreciate that it's a well-made game, and I I love Super Mario three. This game's not as good as those games, but it's it it's in that discussion. It's in the ballpark, and those are yeah. so good that really this this is definitely worth playing. I,
4: I'm, ex- I'm interested to see how it's remembered after um New Super Mario Bros. Wii U comes out. I I, I definitely or New agree. Super Mario U, yeah. I mean,
1: it is the kind of game that I wonder what the popular sentiment is going to be. Is it going to be like New Super <laughs> Mario Bros. DS, where it seems like everyone retroactively hates that game, myself included? Um, I don't hate and it. And I don't it, hate it. It's... it's just, even at the time, it was a game that I played to completion, and then... Like I didn't have the will to go back and get the star coins. I just didn't really want to play did, it again. I didn't last, really enjoy it as much. It was just kind of like I played it and I was done. And I was like, okay, that was
5: fun. Last summer I went through it again and got all the star coins. I'm like, it's a solid game. That, unlike this game, I think this game has difficulty in places. That game is really yeah. easy. Uh, this game, this game has difficulty. I mean, it's like it's yeah. it's not that hard, but the old games weren't that hard.
4: Yep. Right, it's it's hard if you want it to be like if you want to collect everything, then it, then it can be more difficult. I, I appreciate that. I mean, you're never. I mean, there's no game over. You're not going to run out of lives. That's no, of just not. impossible. But I'm, it's I'm it's kidding. difficult in the right places.
1: But it's a satire,
5: guys. Don't you get it? <laughs>
4: Yeah, is that it? That's that's the that way would, I look at it. That would
5: make more sense, really. It's it's a that's a pleasant way to think about it. No, no, it's not a rehash. This is just it's it's a it's a parody. Well, it's I, a, it's uh, they're making it's Mario. You know that's right. what it is. It's an
1: homage. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean the stuff with the lies. Really, to me, that just reeks of satire. But we should talk about something else.
4: Yes. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Nintendo Power. Oh man. Uh, wah, wah, wha? I'm so bummed out the, now. Thanks a lot. The... <laughs> Yeah, so Nintendo Power is closed. Yeah, um, well,
1: they're still open. They're they're going to well, run sure, until December. Until December,
4: yeah. But it is closing. Um, a lot of the staffs going to get repurposed and sent to other uh, magazines. I think that might be a load of shit. Well, yeah,
1: we'll see. I'm we'll not see sure how many people but are it over, seemed but... like from before they deleted all their tweets. The Nintendo Power staffers on Twitter did not sound like they were going to have a job at the end right. of all this. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a bummer. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't read a Nintendo Power in quite some time. So yeah, it doesn't necessarily, I, I like, it doesn't necessarily affect me now. Like, I know some people were tweeting, maybe it was even Yom. I think, like, just recently, like, yeah. renewed a subscription or just signed up for a subscription. I, I feel it's bad. Like, mine,
1: Sunday. mine lapsed an issue ago, <laughs> and I didn't renew. Oh, it's man. all my
5: fault.
4: It is. You They missed their quota by one subscription. I love... Mr. Neil Ronanahan. <laughs> it
5: was talking like the, the talk was that Nintendo didn't want to do a lot of the digital kind of stuff, which is, is funny because as I mentioned in the, in another the feature, I think we've got going up soon, is that like I was holding off. I was all ready to sign up as soon as I could get it on my iPad, and as soon as I didn't have to get it through the mail or could get it on the iPad as well. Like, I would have signed up immediately once that was available, and now it turns out Nintendo was, like, actively fighting against that. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, that's the thing, is it seemed like Future just really wanted to go in that digital direction, and Nintendo did not want to, and I understand why both sides broke down, and it kind of sucks. But it kind of goes back to that whole thing that Nintendo has of kind of, I guess, controlling the message and bringing the discussion within their realm of control. I mean, look at what they've done over the years— You have Iwata Asks, where it's basically they interview their developers instead of members of the press doing it. Like, I mean, back in the day, uh, I know Johnny's talked about this on RFN, you know, back like five years ago, we would get interviews with, you know, Nintendo developers. Um, At this point, only the, the, the creme de la creme of the press get those interviews, and the rest of us just need to filter through Iwata Asks. Mm-hmm. And then, in addition to that, you have uh, Nintendo's experiments with Nintendo Week and Nintendo Show 3D, where they are doing their weekly coverage of Nintendo news, and they're controlling the message.
3: Yep.
1: And and then you have what they want to do with, with Miiverse, and what they've been doing to an extent with some stuff on the 3DS is that they are sending you messages, they are sending the player messages, without having to go through other outlets. They're basically trying to cut out the middleman for a lot of these things. And then I guess I guess the final point, um, and then, then I, will, I will stop talking for a little bit, is <laughs> Nintendo Directs are the same kind of way, where instead of, you know, I guess giving more time for people to discuss with them about what they're doing, they're just like, guess what, here's 20 minutes about what we're doing, bam. See yep. you in two months.
4: I know, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Apple model, where, like, Apple yeah. doesn't really need to promote themselves through any other, like, media outlet. They just do their own thing, you know. Once or twice a year, they hold a conference, i guess once a year, and you know announce a bunch of shit, everyone gets stoked, and then that's it you know they 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 just work through themselves they they don't have to you know. Distribute their news through anyone. And I think Nintendo is trying to do that. I mean, like you said, like through Nintendo Direct. I mean, the fact that they had at E3 like basically three little conferences. Yeah, they're um, trying to control the message, and t- t- right. I
1: I understand why that makes sense on their end. Um, on my end, as a as a member of the press covering them, it makes it it's a pain in the ass. It really yeah. is. And then and then looking at them nipping Nintendo Power in the bud almost because you know one they probably didn't want to have anything to do with an ipad um with with their mm-hmm. magazine and, and two you know i have a feeling that when the wii u comes out it might not be right away but we will see some side kind of part of miiverse that you'll look at that and you'll be like man nintendo power probably could have been like that and i mean i, I think it won't be anything more than like you know nintendo show wii u and and you know some trailers and being posted on MeVerse, um, but it is like I feel like there's mispotential of even folding Nintendo power back into the company and having it be an integral part of the Wii U presentation.
5: But see, the problem, you know, getting back to something Scott said, that Nintendo's trying to do something the way Apple does it, but Nintendo's not as good at it as Apple. No, they're is. not.
3: Nintendo. No, definitely not.
5: Nintendo wants. To, I, I. I can. You know. You're right. Nintendo wants to be what Apple is, but they they're very not. Much do. They're they're not that good, and I mean, maybe it's part of it's the personnel. I mean, Reggie certainly isn't as charismatic as Steve Jobs was. He wishes he I mean, was. He does. He, th- I think he thinks he may be, but he's not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't he's... know that
3: that's
1: Scott Moffat.
5: <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I don't know, but yeah, Moffat's
1: basically Mister 3ds right now. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> noticed that. yeah like anything related to the 3DS dating back to I, I guess once the Wii U became a topic again that's been all Moffitt territory yeah
4: yeah but but it, yeah it, I, I agree nintendo's not as good at it but that's definitely the um you know the model they're trying to follow. Well they off, need to, it looks like
5: they need to do a better job of it if that's what they're going to do
4: yeah i mean they're getting there i it i don't know i i do give I, them I do think some they're credit getting, they're getting better And I do give them credit. I mean, they're they're doing something that the other, you know, big companies aren't doing, you know, Microsoft and Sony. And so, I mean, that's fairly forward thinking of them, um, considering, you know, we we tend to think of Nintendo as sort of stuck in the past and, like, unwilling to change. They are doing some sort of inventive things. Uh, It's just whether or not the execution is always there. But I, I do have a question. Do we know with this Nintendo Power thing, um, did Nintendo just, like, cancel the contract? Or were they like was the contract as, up at the end of this year? As far year? as
1: I can tell, uh, 2007 was when, I guess, future Nintendo started this contract. I would assume it was a five-year contract. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. So it probably was the kind of thing that they were getting to renegotiate. And I, I would assume that there was some kind of friction on each side as to, we want this. Well, we want that. And they couldn't agree. And then it just got shut down. Because right. I actually I didn't know that Nintendo licensed the Nintendo Power brand out. Um, I thought like Future owned it. But
5: I, I wasn't I I would have been surprised if Nintendo had sold it. Yeah. I mean it seems like such a part of their history. I think they would have held on to that.
1: Well, now they're <laughs> killing it, so
5: Well, for now. I mean if they own the brand, there, then they can bring is, it back. There is
1: a quote from Nintendo saying <laughs> that the Nintendo Power brand is basically like, we're not relaunching it. It's done after this. And I mean, well, it could come back in a number now. of years, but for now, it's it's dead.
5: This is Nintendo. That doesn't mean anything that they said they're not bringing it back. It could happen tomorrow.
1: I was going to say, I, I, okay, what's another thing that they said they're not bringing back?
5: At, I don't know. i are going to bring it back. But Nintendo has publicly made statements that were incorrect, like, weeks later. You know, didn't, like, didn't,
4: at, was it at E3 that Reggie said or, that there would be, like, no 3DS redesign, yeah, like, well, in the near future? No, that, that,
1: that was Miyamoto, and I, oh, okay. I I feel, like, I still, the wording of that just makes me feel like, well, the 3DS XL is already done, so it doesn't
5: count. Yes. <laughs> yeah. we have to find a way to make it so Miyamoto yeah. didn't lie.
1: But, like, no, in yeah, all honesty, exactly. like, if you look at the wording, it was, we are not working on a 3DS redesign right now, which is just kind of, like, after finding <laughs> out the 3DS XL, like, that shit was done.
4: Yeah. Well that's true. I mean they rolled it out rather quick. Yeah. I mean it was yeah. it wasn't like concept. It was it was done. I yeah, I mean you're, I, you're I, I think right. I think
1: it's Miyamoto still being a little dickish with that comment, but <laughs> but I mean like I don't think he people said he out and out lied, but if you look at the, the quote, he didn't really completely lie, it was just being facetious.
3: Yeah.
5: There's also I've seen people try to explain it away as that the ter- the specific term they were using didn't apply to the XL. How The XL yeah, wasn't like true. a new version. It was just a second thing. It was a side thing. Complementary. So. Right.
4: The, the the 3DS will continue to exist. Yeah. yeah. Which is great, because now all the boxes will sit there with the XL, the 3DS, the DSi, the... Um... Oh, geez, There's one more. The DSi XL, like, all yeah. just sitting there looking very similar to well, each other. Well, you know other. what's funny? They're so still they can... selling but...
5: lights, aren't they?
4: no i think lights might be done i think i think lights are gone um but uh
1: the 3ds the 3ds excel box is actually smaller than the 3ds box
4: i noticed that as i was was prepping my 3ds to sell on uh, ebay i pulled the old box out of like my closet and i was like holy crap now granted the uh the 3ds does have like the cradle and stuff in it, but still like i i couldn't believe it (laughs) yeah pretty funny yeah, I don't know, I guess we'll see with Nintendo Power, I mean, Nintendo owns the rights, it, it could show up, and, you know, I think, I definitely, you know, think that if they wanted to go digital, just having it right on the Wii U for, you know, Wii U users to, you know, peruse and, you know, maybe even subscribe, maybe it'll be part of their, like, if they ever want to charge for online access, like something, not online access, <laughs> but like, like, they could. online, oh, um, they totally I don't know, like, do bonuses, kind of kind of like PlayStation Plus, you know, like, yeah. it's, you have all your core, you know, usability, but if you want a little extra, you can be a member of you know Nintendo power. Plus. Yeah, call it Nintendo Power, why not? Yeah. yeah.
5: I I I can see that happening. I, I think it's just too valuable of a brand to just go away forever. Yeah.
1: I think so. I think it'll be gone for, for the near future. For, for a long. few
5: years maybe. I mean, but it's not like it's 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 gonna come back at some point. I think it has to.
1: Just like the Nintendo
4: Power Glove. Yes.
5: That's what <laughs> yeah. the Wii Remote is, it's basically the same thing.
4: Essentially, it's so bad. So uh, yeah, we've got let's we've got a letter. We just got it. Well, not a letter, an email, I guess. <laughs> <It's a laughs> I don't know if of any of you got this in the mail today, but um, yeah, let's let's close with that. I'll go ahead and I will read this email for everyone. And it says, "Hey guys, I love both of the RFN and Connectivity Podcast." Why thanks. I, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, luckily, we stole it. He sent this to both of us, RFN and Connectivity. We probably so both they... <laughs> answered
1: it this week. That
4: would be Yeah, funny. probably. But we come up a day early, so yeah. RFN, <laughs> stop copying bus. us.
1: However, because yeah. uh, when we're doing this, uh, I believe they would have already been finished or close to it. I don't know. Are they on Skype still? Yeah, probably yeah, they at are.
5: Right now. So we, we're doing we we it simultaneously. We could answering this
1: question at the same time if they're doing or Mail this week. All right,
4: guys. I'll invite them into the call yeah. One second. <laughs> All right, so here's the question. Uh, I got a question about the launch games for Wii U. What games do you plan on buying at the launch for Wii U? This will be my first Nintendo Home Console purchase on launch day. If you could choose four titles, which ones would you pick? Which titles aren't you interested in? Keep up the good work on both of the podcasts. My body is always ready when downloading and listening uh, to the network. From Reader, hey, it's me.
1: All right, okay. uh, before we... Well, I guess to, to buy time for us to figure out our four launch titles... I, I, I just have to comment on on how exciting it is to finally buy your first console on launch day. For me yep. it didn't happen until uh, the, the Nintendo DS um, because up till that point I would usually get uh, consoles for like Christmas or something. or in the case of the Game Boy Advance, I wound up getting it like a month after it came out. But the yep. DS was here to date the only console I've ever pre-ordered. I pre-ordered it at a gamestop about two weeks before it came out and, uh, you know, gleefully went to that GameStop. I felt like I was the only person that went and pre-ordered it, and then uh, walked around the mall and managed to lose one of the two styluses that came with it while I was playing it.
4: <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> so it amazing. That's- yeah, I, I guess for sharing stories of, of this ilk, um, the GameCube, I guess, technically was my first. I pre-ordered it from GameStop online, and then they shipped it to me, and they actually shipped it to the wrong house, so Aww. I didn't get it for a few days, because then the house was kind enough to, like, return it, so then it, I think it maybe went to my, like, local post office and sat there for, like, a day or two, and then finally came to me, but I didn't buy that myself. My birthday is in November, um, so my mom, like, bought it for me and, like, pre-ordered it, so I'd get it, like, probably, like, a week or two before my birthday, but the, uh, the Wii was the actual first one that I just, like, straight up bought myself, um, yeah, I just reserved it at GameStop. I got that great uh, voicemail from Reggie, like the uh, you know the night before it was supposed to launch, yeah. let me know it'd be there, sitting at GameStop, ready for me to go. I went there and bought Zelda and uh, Rayman, and it was awesome. Yeah, there's and really yeah. something special about like buying your own console on launch day. It really it's is cute. like it's it's a cool experience
5: for me. The first, like the first console I bought at launch, was not a Nintendo console. I was one of the few and the proud who bought a Sega Dreamcast at launch. Hell yeah! September ninth, nineteen ninety nine. Never forget. Got to do it. And and I bought that. I actually. I actually, ended up selling my N64 to my sister in order to come up with the money. So I still wow. had access to it. I, st- I still had the, I still had the game. I could still play it. I still have it, like over here. It's over here. I have That's it, amazing. But the biggest I got, I
1: swindling can't... I've ever heard. It is.
5: I don't know how I managed to pull it off, but I managed to do that. In I, order she's to, younger get the last than you, point. right? yes she is
1: yeah my brother couldn't get that shit past me i just wound up with all of our nes games that we had together (laughs) because he went to college and i just claimed it all for myself (laughs) it worked out though because i wound up giving giving his kid a dsi and a bunch of games and wii games and stuff so i guess it balances out sonic adventure
5: nfl 2k that go. was a, that was a hell go. of a
1: game. I, I, it I didn't I didn't own a Dreamcast until I got one for twelve dollars at a GameStop. But I mm-hmm. had a friend who got it around launch, and I used to have a great time going over and pissing away afternoons playing Dreamcast with him.
5: But the first Nintendo system I bought at launch was a DS, even though I bought, I got a GameCube for Christmas in 2001, so really close to launch. And like Neil, somehow I, I bought a Game Boy Advance like a month after it came out.
1: Dude, that's kind of creepy because I got a GameCube for weird. Christmas that year too, and we're like the same age.
5: We are basically <laughs> the same age, yeah. So that's, 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 are are you me? I don't know, this is weird.
4: <laughs> you know, Did um, you just move to... your right arm? I did. <laughs> <laughs> to segue a little bit more, um... Back to the I, original topic. I, uh, a few weeks ago we ran a little you know story that of course ended up not being true, but a rumor that like GameStop was going to take pre-orders on the Wii U pretty soon, starting like August thirteenth. And um, I called a few local GameStops to you know see if they were already taking pre-orders, if they knew when they would be, and all that kind of stuff. You know, doing some real journalistic uh, yeah, yeah. investigation here. You know, Big being a bit game of a pro
1: journalism.
4: Doing some you know some kind of the work that like Polygon does. You know, some real <laughs> like save the industry kind of real serious I know. business. <laughs> Really providing for my daughter, so you know Yeah. <laughs> um I mean anywho. I just,
1: yeah, I like getting tattoos while editing <laughs> articles and um Yeah. I also like playing guitar for my wife in between. Uh, you know, writing stories about Mario <laughs> and, and riding Yoshi.
4: Exactly. So anywho, um I was looking up numbers to my local GameStops and so I found a, a Yelp page for one and I went to it and it had one review and it was from two thousand five and it was this guy who was just like yeah, this GameStop's pretty cool. I go here to buy all my Dreamcast games and my Game Gear games, but ah. they don't really have a lot of Game Gear games. So, I don't know. I just buy a lot of those online. And he gave it like 3 out of 5 stars. <laughs> I, just, I really love that. There's just something precious about a guy in 2005 going to GameStop to buy Game Gear and Dreamcast games. Dude, I remember so. going
1: to Funko Land and shit and basically oh. spending $20 and getting like 10 games a for like for oh, Nintendo awesome. and Game Boy. But anyway, let's, let's talk Wii U launch. So, do you guys have yes. your 4 games picked out i'm good to go i'll start it off i have more than
5: four let's try (laughs) to limit it
4: to four and then we can discuss any ones that we don't go over afterwards i'll see what i can do yeah there's like some i'm on the fence about there's four though like i definitely want to get like i'll probably pre-order along with the system um so assuming that it's not bundled nintendo land yes yeah Um, i think i think that might be a
5: given for all three of us uh, that's definitely even if it's not bundled i'm buying that yeah yeah
4: that is
1: yeah in all honesty that's probably the game I'm most looking forward to playing when it when the
4: system comes out. I yeah, had a ton of fun with it at fun.
5: E3. I th- like I can't wait to play those games with my friends instead yeah. of random other people at E3. Yeah,
4: totally. Um, New Super Mario Brothers. You, yep. I just can't uh, can't resist it. That would I'm excited. Be... Of the, art. the the art style actually looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play with my girlfriend. Unlike New Super Mario Brothers too yeah so looking forward to that uh another platformer uh rayman uh legends see i would not
1: include that on my list because i don't think that's hitting at launch i think that'll be out like in december
4: okay well assuming it's a launch title yeah. then it's there if not then yeah then i won't get it yet but i'm very excited for that it looks great uh love rayman origins um and it's gonna be right there. It's interesting to see like if I get you and legends the same day, like what we'll end up putting more time into immediately. I'm I'm kind mm-hmm. of excited to see how they compare against each other. Yeah. So and then um I think I'm gonna go Zombie U for my fourth one. Yeah. Uh, Zombie uh. U
1: would definitely be uh my my number three because I think Rayman would probably I think mine would be the exact same as you, except for the fact that I'm not confident that that Rayman or Pikmin 3 or Project P100, for that matter, will be available on launch day. Launch, sure. Because I think if that were the case, then, you know, P100 and Pikmin 3, Nintendo Land and New Super Mario Bros. U would be my four.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what about you guys? So I'm assuming there's some overlap there, um, but...
1: So I got I got Nintendo Land, New Super Mario Bros. U, um, Zombie U, and I guess just to be a little different, and also because I don't think Brain Man won't be there at launch. Madden, because
3: mm, I
1: yeah. fucking love Madden on Nintendo systems, oddly enough. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I love the Madden Wii games, and I know that the Wii U version seems to be, you know, it's a lot more of a It's uh, not sounding. I mean, it sounds
5: like they're not doing that much with it. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, it's a 360 port, but it doesn't even sound like it's as good as the, good as the 360 with, game. It's
1: the with the FIFA games, you know, on the first yeah. of the system, because the whole thing is, is that with Madden, the development, you know, at some point they had to break off in the 316 and the PS3. And when they broke off after that, then the 316 and PS3 managed to fit in that new physics engine. Um, yeah. And, like, to me, like, I know people are crying bloody murder about it, but, like, I understand that. You know, the Wii U is a completely new system, and as long as they deliver on being able to call plays from the gamepad and being able to draw shit on the gamepad, like, I'm totally fine. Really, that's kind of what I want out of a, a Madden video game. While I while I do have uh, Amazon release day delivery for the 360 version of Madden, <laughs> keep in mind that that's that's the first Madden I will get on a system other than a Nintendo system since 2006. Wow. I you know I've gotten uh, my brother wound up getting Madden the first Madden Wii, but after that I got Madden on Wii every year, and I've been a very content uh, Madden football player over the past number of years.
5: That's the thing. Like Madden would be close to my list. FIFA would be at least close to my list, if not for the fact that I'm getting those games for 360, which are most likely going to be better versions of the yeah. game than the Wii U one. I can next I can... year, next year, next year. Hopefully, they're the same thing, and I'd probably buy it on the Wii U based on functionality. But this year, yeah. I don't think they would make it right now. My number one is Zombiu because that was my game of the show at E3. I was kind of blown away by that game.
1: I would like to just make the quick mention that FIFA, FIFA on Wii U looks hot as shit.
5: It looks. It looks. It looks like they put more into it than they put into the Madden. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Like I'm Definitely. not. I'm not a
1: huge soccer gamer, but that game seems like like friggin' awesome. Yeah,
5: i be will probably end up buying that anyway, unless I can talk somebody into. You're probably gonna take the review copy, I don't but know. if not, I want. Uh, we,
1: we can. We can deal with them in the time. <laughs> we'll time. deal
5: with that later. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I may still buy that. I may still buy that. That's one of the like 13 games that I'm considering. But I'll, I'll it's, not, it, for it. it's. It's not. It's not my. Uh, it's not my four number one. It would be like
1: 6 or 7, maybe. Yeah, it's anyway, tough. okay, okay, There's go so on. Much there. I know!
5: Zombie U is amazing. I love that game. I love all of it that I played at E3. The that more is... I hear
1: about that game, the more excited I am.
5: That was, I mean, like, you know me, like, JP, the P stands for Pikmin. I'm a huge Pikmin fan, <laughs> and I love what I played at Pikmin 3, but Zombie U was the more impressive game at that show, to me. So I am I am really looking forward to that one the most out of anything. Uh, after that, would-be Pikmin. Neil's pretty sure it's not coming at launch. I still think there's a good chance it's coming at launch, and if it's there, that's definitely on my list. Um, after that, Assassin's Creed. I, I, I'm I'm really interested in Assassin's Creed. I've never played the series before, but the uh, the American Revolution setting I really intrigues about that. me. I
3: don't
1: yeah. know. Damn, this is tough. It's, I know, it's a, a big honesty, launch. For, I have to agree with you. Uh, you know, I need more than four.
5: Yeah. <laughs> So, and then Nintendo Land I already said and then there's probably at least half a dozen other games that I would be like oh yeah I want to buy that too but just scanning know.
1: over the list that I made uh, there's an article up on the site maybe we'll throw it in with the show notes um, just kind of scanning it and going over like games that I am somewhat interested in uh, depending on what they do with Black Ops Two on Wii U that might be yeah, interesting that's, Skylander, that's on my list. I doubt I will double dip with Skylanders Giants because um, I'm going to get the Wii version. Like, that's like that, that's going down. I can't wait for Skylanders. Um, uh, FIFA, it looks pretty good. You got um, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Supposedly, there will be some uh, Wii U exclusive content or, like, you know, some kind of mode there. Uh, that might be the one to pick up for me, and that should actually come out at the same time as everything else. Darksiders two maybe. Dark um,
5: Darksiders two is definitely like if I'm doing another few games after the four, that's definitely one of those. I mean, that's yeah. I
1: Asa- never
5: played the first one, but I've heard good things, and I'm very intrigued by that one.
1: Assassin's Creed three looks wonderful. Uh, Rabbit's Land actually seems interesting. Um, Scribble Dots also seems interesting, and uh, yeah, I mean there's there's this is a pretty solid launch lineup. It I still is, think it is. that. This this launch lineup suffers uh, to a much lesser extent than the 3ds suffered, but it just from, it suffers from not having that one game that everyone's talking about. Which granted, right. a lot U, of launch lineups for systems don't have that. Like, Zombie U's the, the, on the
5: verge of that. I think Zombie U might get to that point. Before I, think, it comes I, out. I think the
1: combination of Nintendo Land and Zombie U could be those games. Uh, I just think Nintendo needs to do a much better job of showing off how awesome Nintendo Land is because once you like that's the kind of game where like playing it is believing it.
5: Yeah, it's like I was like watching the E three press conference. It's like okay, this looks okay, and then I go and I play like Animal Crossing. I'm like, this is fantastic. You know, I I need I need to I need to get five people in a room to play Animal Crossing Sweet Day, and I will be so happy and it'll be so great. But and so like I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, Zombie U, be... you know, it seems like the word's getting out on that, on on, on that being a great title, and hopefully that one I think is going to
5: have some that that one's going to have some buzz built up by the time the system comes out. I think that's going to be among the 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 quote unquote hardcore gamers. That's going to be the game to get because yeah. one, it looks really good, and it is Wii U exclusive.
4: Yeah, totally. It, it, it's kind of like the Wii U's um, Red Steel. Except for good. Don't compare it to that. Except for it's, good. it's actually right. a good except, game. Except for good, but it, it's kind of like that. It's like the one third party game it's that a, um I think a, is generally generating generating a lot of it's buzz. It's made and by interest.
5: Ubisoft. I think it's Rayman like, is as
1: well gear. because we're finding out that Rayman's going to be an exclusive game at least That's this true. year.
4: That's true.
5: Rayman. Um, I I was I love what I played a Rayman too. I mean like that 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 the I mean that rhythm level, man. That It's that so crazy. Cool. It
4: looks awesome. but it's kind of interesting. I I'm it's sort of a feature idea I've had in my head for a while, but I I just wonder how Nintendo Land's going to perform in terms of, like, getting that casual audience. Because, I mean, there's a lot of great games here for the quote-unquote hardcore, which is a term I really hate. But Nintendo Land seems to be that one game that they're hoping will pull people in the way that, like, Wii Sports did, and I don't think it's going to do it. I don't think think it has the potential. I think think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be the kind of thing where you play it and, like, you totally get it, but it's just not... It's not going to be the same. The, the difference because it's more of a game. It's not. It's not like what Wii Sports was. Well, for, for better that, or worse.
5: With Wii Sports, you had the like. With Wii Sports, you could watch someone playing it and understand it. Yeah. With Nintendo Land, you really need to play it yourself before you understand how great those yep. those games are. Which is a barrier. You need <laughs> Nintendo needs to put it in people's hands to make sure they play it and see what it is.
4: Right. It, it's that's going to be the biggest. Uh, I think hurdle for them coming into the wii u but we'll see i don't know i i really 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 surprised there's not a, a wii sports u i mean maybe they think they've done kind of all they've done can maybe do with it and... be
1: included on the system
4: they yeah, did show we'll off September not, 13th. not last
5: year but the last year at e3 there were at least demos that had that kind of stuff like right. the, the baseball where you could catch with the game uh, oh, that yeah it was not a demo for that. That wasn't this year. No, I mean it was a video demo yeah. of it. I mean well, like they, they also showed it off the golf stuff too. Yeah, no, the true. golf stuff. I mean that was at last as a E3 2011, but yeah. they I remember they showed it, so that that probably exists somewhere. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean Wii music existed when the the Wii was first shown. So
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Hopefully that answered your question. We didn't really talk about games we're definitely not interested in. Um I don't, I don't, don't know if I'm interested in Batman yeah, I'm actually playing through it right now on the PS3 I again, love that game. I, it's just I'm a... at the very end. And yeah, I, I just don't, you know, if you've never played it, then yeah, I get it. Because the Wii, it's Wii awesome. version does
1: not seem to really add that much.
4: No, but you're right. Yeah, not enough to want to make you buy it again. Yeah. But if you've never had the chance to play it, I mean, it's it's totally worth it. The game that doesn't interest me at all, which I'm kind of surprised about, is Pikmin 3.
5: Yeah. You know, maybe get that's off this punch, but I've never I've,
4: right I've never played <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the other two, and like, I don't know, it just hasn't really blown me away.
5: This is, um, it's it's not like a big story game. You can jump into the third one and you oh, won't no, miss anything. I, I'm sure,
4: I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to like miss out on not knowing Al- Olimar's backstory or anything. You know, his, his reason for <laughs> hurting Pikmin, but, uh. Well, I
1: mean, he's, he's, we don't know where, where he is in this one. He is. Oh, that's true. That's decided... right. He's not even in it.
5: Kidnapped and possibly dead. And
1: he's marooned <laughs> on another, on another planet.
4: You know, I hope they run ads like they did for Resident Evil 5, where it's like the new uh, captain's like standing besides like, a, a gravestone for Olimar. Then <laughs> it turns out he's alive and is just evil now. He's under some spell or whatever. I don't know. Resident Evil Five, stupid. Um, okay. I think that'll do it, yeah, right? Yeah, you guys got anything right, else you good. want to no, say? No, i done.
5: No, I think I'm yeah.
4: good. I think I'm spent. All right. So on. thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, you can email us at connectivity at if you agree or disagree with... Anything we've said, maybe Resident Evil Five uh, Defenders can write in, um, but that will do it. So thanks, guys, for joining me.
5: Thanks. Yeah.
4: Yeah, on, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget, you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and we always love it when you rate and review the show in iTunes. Have a good week.